Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Good morning. It is Monday, October 9th. It's five minutes after 10. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So the Israeli defense attache to the United States visiting the Pentagon this morning. The Israeli military saying that within 48 hours after the door-to-door fighting that was taking place there, they are now back in control of all of the communities around Gaza. The Israeli forces currently conducting wide-scale strikes and several, quote, strategic centers in Gaza. The Israeli defense minister has said that he has ordered complete siege on the Gaza Strip. There will be no electricity, no food, no fuel, and everything is closed. All right, so let's talk about how uh, pathetic some people in this country are, shall we? Mm -hmm. And let's start with Mike Pence. Okay. All right, so everybody knows. I mean, remember the clip a couple, I guess it's been a month ago now, whenever it was, where Tucker Carlson is moderating that debate, and he, you know, had the audacity in Mike Pence's mind to challenge him on his views of Ukraine, and that you saw the look from Mike Pence when he got challenged, and everybody did, and there was booing in the audience because... That's who Pence is. Mike Pence is a person who believes he is entitled to whatever position he seeks. And as such, any person who dare to challenge him, you are interfering in his destiny or whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. And yesterday, Mike Pence went on, I think this was CNN that he went on, and he said something that was completely unbelievable. The lust that this guy has for the military-industrial complex and the never-ending wars and the idea that you should be involved uh, everywhere, all the time. And if you don't believe that, then you're some sort of bad, unpatriotic American is disgusting. I listened to this clip yesterday, Casey, and I thought I was going to puke. I mean, I was just, I saw the caption for it. And I thought, eh, there's got to be more to it than the caption. And the caption was spot on. This guy, Mike Pence, tried to blame Trump and DeSantis somehow for Hamas and now is somehow trying to tie it into what's going on with Ukraine. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know... This is sick! (laughs) What a joke! That whole... Well, I mean, look at Mike and his loser brother, Greggy, and we all know that the little damage that Greggy did with the Keel Brothers Oil Company and how he left the taxpayers, you know, on the hook for all his environmental damage and the local bank holding all that paper. And we know what the Pence family is, but it is amazing for them to come out, for him to come out and say this. The world, certainly 20th century on, was never more peaceful as in, in terms of American involvement than when Donald Trump was president. Yeah, under Trump, we had four years of peace and prosperity, peace in the Middle East, no wars, no terror attacks. You can be outraged at Hamas all you want, and you should be, and they're disgusting people, and they should be blown back to the Stone Age. But the idea that Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis, that you are such a disgusting human being. No shame. That that you need to be in political office so badly Mm -hmm. that you're going to try to blame them for what happened with Hamas. Donald Trump hasn't been in office in three, what, three years, Mm -hmm. 21, 22, three years. DeSantis has never controlled the federal government in any shape, form, or fashion. And let's face it, Hamas was much better behaved when Trump was president than they are now. Yeah, no, but to Mike Pence, it's their fault. I mean, this is gross yeah he's blaming his opponents 
Just people have absolutely no control over the federal government right now whatsoever. Go. Well, I am, but let me begin at where where we ought to start. I mean, that disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan has emboldened the enemies of freedom around the world. And now war is raging uh, in Eastern Europe. And, and President Joe Biden's kowtowing for the last two and a half years to the mullahs in Iran, lifting sanctions, begging them to get back in the Iran nuclear deal, and then uh, paying $6 billion in a ransom uh, for hostages, I, I think set the conditions. Uh, Kev, can you just pause this? it? Just pause it. Don't, we'll get back to it. I just, uh, just pause it right there. So right now he's fine, right? right. He's talking about all the things that led to this. Yes. He's totally fine right now, which is the Afghanistan withdrawal, which mm-hmm. was a disaster got all those people killed, showed the world Joe Biden's not serious about defending America or its allies, and gave the Hamas and these other terrorists all billions of dollars in, in weaponry. Yeah. Right. And two, the $6 billion that, that uh, I almost said Hogs, that same guy basically, right? That uh, Biden freed gave, up. Fr- freed and gave to her. Totally fine right now. Mm-hmm. But newsflash, idiot. Mm-hmm. That's all Biden. That's not Trump or DeSantis. And here is where he makes this totally bizarro turn go but i also believe this is what happens when we have leading voices like donald trump vivek ramswamy and ron DeSantis signaling retreat from america's role as leader of the free world i look uh, that what happened in ukraine was an unprovoked invasion by russia what happened this weekend was an unprovoked invasion by hamas uh, into israel uh, and I really believe now more than ever, uh, both uh, the debate within the Republican Party and the debate within America is whether or not we're, we're going to once again stand without apology as the leader of the free world, as the arsenal of democracy, the heartbreaking images coming out of okay. both of these theaters of operation. So serious, serious question here. You think when he and Karen get frisky at night, he dresses up in a Ukraine flag? <laughs> Because he's got, I mean, he's got a really sick Ukraine fetish. Yeah. I mean, that, that, I mean, what else would you call, to try to say that because Trump or DeSantis or Ramaswamy have questioned the never-ending involvement and the magical money train, the magical money printing factory that has accompanied that with Ukraine, mm-hmm. that somehow they are responsible for Hamas attacking Israel. What a sick weirdo Mike Pence is. Trump stands with Israel and even helped them build an embassy there in Jerusalem. And now Zelensky, of course, is coming out and taking this opportunity to say, hey, don't forget about me. He's comparing the assault by Hamas on Israel to Moscow's invasion to Ukraine. But here is the difference. Here is the difference. Ukraine is not our friend. Yes. They've been corrupt for years. Ukraine has been on the wrong side many times. Now, does that mean that they deserve to be invaded by Moscow? No, it doesn't mean that. But it also doesn't mean that they should get billions of our dollars to defend themselves. Israel is one of our greatest allies in the Middle East. I mean, if you think about allies to America, you think of United Kingdom, Canada, Australia, and Israel. Uh, Mike Pence is a disgusting person, and this has been one of my favorite parts of him running for president and losing so badly is the world gets to see what I saw 
And this guy is a guy who, anytime he is challenged, he believes he's entitled to whatever position that he is given. And one thing you can count on in Mike Pence, he is totally not afraid to spend other people's money, and he's totally not afraid to send other people's kids to fight and die for his lust and fetish for the military-industrial complex. And he gives no cares about your pocketbook or your children or whatsoever. I mean, that is, that is insane what we just heard right there. Mm-hmm. To try to go... Like to try to somehow twist Ukraine and wanting to have accountability for the money we're spending in Ukraine and saying, hey, we probably ought to define what victory is and we probably ought to have kind of a timetable to judge, you know, success to say that you somehow created Hamas invading Israel. What a weirdo. Yeah. Two percent pence. Time is up. Speaking of weirdos. Mm. Okay, Casey, you're going to have to help me with this because I thought maybe I might have messed this up. So roughly, and now this is obviously not an exact science or time frame, but roughly the the fighting started in in uh, Israel mm-hmm. at about 1130 on Friday night. Okay? Mm-hmm. So if you're playing along with me. So yeah. when people woke up Saturday morning, there was a, obviously all the reporting had been going on, et cetera. Here is Biden... And it appears that he claims he didn't start dealing with this until 7.30 in the morning. So I want to make sure that you hear the same thing I hear before we Mm kind of do a deep dive into this to save me from, you know, Rob, that is an erroneous statement. All right. Are you ready? (laughs) Yeah. All right. I got up this morning and started this at 7.30, 8 o'clock, my calls. Hamas terrorists crossing in Israel, killing not only Israeli soldiers, but Israeli civilians. Okay. So that's... I got up. First mm-hmm. of all, it's weird the president doesn't get up until like 7.30 in the morning. Are you kidding me? They woke him up early for that. <laughs> it's wild, number one, and he admitted that out loud. Number two, this wasn't relevant enough for them to... Knock on the door. Hey, Grandpa. The night before. Hey, hey Grandpa. Uh, there's some pretty serious stuff going on between Israel and Hamas right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we think you should be aware... Like, did... Did I misinterpret anything that he just said there? No, he said he started working on it at 7.30 in the morning, Saturday morning. <laughs> it's like me with this show. I'll get to it in the morning. Mm-hmm. Except <laughs> this is international terrorism. Uh, except, yeah, there are human lives at stake. And so far, nine Americans have been killed. He also hosted a barbecue on Sunday. That's how seriously he took it. Hosted a barbecue for executive resident staff. <laughs> You'd think he would, I mean, he would be busy having all sorts of meetings, joint chiefs, everybody in the Oval, barbecue. Um, okay, let's take a break. When we come back, mm-hmm. Twitter has changed the way they do things. Yeah. And I'm not sure that I like it, but I, I, you're the you're the social media maven here. So I'm going to ask you, do you like the new way you post uh, links on Twitter? It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. It is 20 minutes after 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So Elon Musk pinned to the top of his Twitter feed. The real fight is not between right and left, but rather between humanists and extinctionists. He's also changing the way X can be viewed. 
And that I don't is, like this. That's because they got rid of the headlines and links I don't like on a this. story. I don't like it either. It looks like a photo. No, I know it's not a photo. Although I have been fooled a couple times where there were pictures of photos, mm-hmm. and I clicked them, and it just enlarged the photo. And I don't like this. It feels like there's a lot of tinkering for tinkering's sake. You think so? Sometimes companies get too cute. What do I want? I want to be able to put my views out. I want people to be able to see it. I want to be able to see people's views. I don't want people getting banned. <laughs> By the way, let's also point out. He's making you work for it. Uh, that the, uh, what's the main guy's name? The Ayatollah over there in Iran. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was allowed until he was tweeting out his support yeah. of, of what happened in, in Israel, et cetera, and how excited he was for people to die, et cetera. And let's keep in mind, until Elon Musk bought, bought Twitter, that guy was allowed on Twitter and Donald Trump was not. Right. So Elon Musk changed the way X looks to greatly improve the aesthetics. Uh, I don't think so. He's a visual guy. Everything's got to look right to him. So Elon Musk, I don't think he took, the, I don't know if he took it down, he censored it. I don't exactly know what he did. I don't know what the rules are now on Twitter. But here was uh, from the Ayatollah. This is what he put out yesterday. God willing, the cancer of usurper Zionist regime will be eradicated at the hands of the Palestinian people and the resistance forces throughout the region. That guy was allowed on Twitter, but Donald Trump was the Mm -hmm. greatest threat to society. Mm -hmm. He couldn't be on Twitter, but that guy was allowed the entire time that Trump was banned. Have you noticed for a while after uh, they changed the name to X that it was being referred to as formerly Twitter? Yeah, I don't do that. I just call it Twitter. Well, now it's being called Elon Musk's X. What? Yeah. No, it's Twitter. Well, yeah, we call it Twitter, but officially it's X, but the newspapers and everybody for the longest time were saying formally yeah, X, know. X formally Twitter. Yeah. Now they're calling it Elon Musk's This X. is getting, there's too much stuff here. It's like McDonald's. You know, ever so often McDonald's gets stupid and does all these healthy meals and it's the brand new grilled chicken, whatever, mm-hmm. or it's a salad with, with strawberries. People don't go to McDonald's because they want to eat healthy. They go to McDonald's because it is a terrible burger and <laughs> and grease-loaded french fries at a reasonable price. Like, just stick to that. Same thing with Twitter. I don't need it fancy. I don't want it fancy. What do I want? I want to be able to see people's thoughts. I want people to be able to see my thoughts. And, you know, people respond accordingly to that. I think this is just, it's bad investment of resources it just looks like a video or a picture like you said unless you you have to click yeah, like on it. the picture or the video to find out what the headline is yeah. uh, elon musk he tweeted out out as always please try to stay as close to the truth as possible even for stuff you don't like this platform aspires to maximize signal noise of the human collective yeah and i don't know if kev will remember this because he was uh he was having a good old time but uh, you remember that conversation we had on my uh, porch the other night, Kev. I don't know. This was probably about twelve thirty in the morning. I remember bits and pieces. Yeah, of that. Sure. we got in a long conversation about social media and about how it's changed and about. Yeah, I remember, you remember, that. remember this. And so, look, and I get that Mark Zuckerberg clearly has made a gajillion dollars off of Facebook. Um, so good on him for all the changes they made to Facebook. But it has not been a better experience for the consumer, the changes they made over time. Kevin and I were talking about this. Facebook, I remember, mm-hmm. I literally remember the moment I first saw Facebook. I was uh, over at someone's house. Yeah. And this person mm-hmm. was like, you have to see this thing I just signed up for. And 
it was two, this must have been 2005 and I was looking at this and there are a few moments in my life where I distinctly remember that my life would never I knew like I just knew my life would never be the same <laughs> Because of Facebook. Uh, it was the birth of my child, yeah. uh, my wedding, uh-huh. uh, seeing Bruce Springsteen come on stage for the first time uh-huh. at, at Baker's Life, uh, and this, and seeing Facebook. And I waited. I remember telling Kev, because he used to have a college email, yeah. and it was a big deal every day to see if your college had finally been approved. Like, they would, like, once a week, it would be a new group of colleges to keep the creepers out. Yeah. You knew if you were on Facebook, the... The interactive experience was amongst the young, the vibrant, the beautiful. You knew it could, like the, you had a much better chance of having a successful interpersonal relationship with a member of the opposite sex. And my point is, they keep messing with these social media sites, and it never works out for the benefit of me, Casey. Never. Isn't that interesting that you equate Facebook to young, vibrant, and beautiful? I did. And now the majority of Facebook users are of the older demographic. Yes. And the young, and the vibrant, and the beautiful. Are choosing other platforms, right? And I was—I told—is Kev- it because they keep tinkering? What? what it's just, <laughs> I told Kev some stories that I'm not necessarily proud of, mm-hmm. but a great time was had by all because of the beautiful mm-hmm. little sphere and world <laughs> set up because of Facebook, and they ruined it. They totally ruined it. They had this. It, the vision was a place for young people to be able to, you know, young adults, young professional people, young people pursuing a, a and, and it, you know, and it cut, put you into a certain age block because you had to have that college email. Same thing with Twitter. Mm-hmm. Just stop messing with it, Casey. Just leave it alone. Well, it is being changed all the time. Of course, what? Elon Musk is being investigated now by the Department of Justice. You have the Anti-Defamation League, uh, you know looking into Twitter and now you've got Elon Musk changing the way Twitter looks. It's it's always evolving, Rob. Everything is always changing and evolving. And I don't like it, Casey. You know <laughs> what I want? I just want things to stay the way they were. I just want <laughs> things to... Somebody told me this yesterday. They're like, you got to get with the times, man. No, I don't. I don't have to get with any times. I can get with whatever time I want to get with and it is not now. It's going to pass you by. It is 1027. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. It's time to hear from you. Kendall and Casey present Voicemails. Brought to you by QC Kinetics for non-surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317-559-PAIN. I'm so sorry you have just reached my answering machine. So the phone number, if you'd like to get involved, is 317-684-8444. It's voicemails with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. But Rob, before we get to the couple phone calls we have, did you see that study that said running is as effective as medication when it comes to battling depression? You know, I'm not surprised by this um, because I think one of the things that... uh, Look, people battle depression for all sorts of reasons. It's very, very serious. If you have it or you know someone who has it, it mm-hmm. is it, it can be an absolutely crippling thing. And it's not a joke and it's not being made up, et cetera. But one of the things is feeling good about yourself and releasing things that are inside you. I'm not a doctor. I don't purport to be one. I don't claim to be one. I don't uh, tell you that I'm offering you any sort of medical advice. 
I just know that it is natural that when you release certain things from yourself, you feel better Mm -hmm. about yourself. Yeah, and when you do exercise, it does release endorphins. And the study determined that roughly the same amount of people who had depression or anxiety experienced improvement after 16 weeks, regardless if they were running or if they were taking medication, antidepressants. And they said that most people who chose to exercise, not only did they improve their mental health, but there were other effects positive effects to their body like uh, weight loss, blood pressure, heart function, and people who just strictly took antidepressants, they actually experienced a decline in fitness. Makes sense. One of the things um, I am by no means like the poster child for here's how you should live the highest quality of lifestyle ever, but one reason I think I've been able to maintain this youthful beauty mm-hmm. that, uh, that I have over the years is because I do try to work out mm-hmm. every single day. Now, I've never been good at the diet that corresponds with the working out, but I do, do try to do that every single day, and I've found that to be very, very helpful in terms of you release uh, you release aggression, you release frustration, you release, you know, you wear yourself the heck out so you don't have time <laughs> to sit around being worried about things. Yeah. So the reason I bring this up right into our voicemails is because the calls that we have today really just seem like people who were calling and needed someone to vent to. So if that's how you would like to use our voicemails, go for it. We'll listen. We'll hear from you. The first call is about somebody and their thoughts about the student debt transfer. Again, I'm calling just mad as hell. You know, the whole, you know, let's forget the student debt. You know what? I never went to college. You know, I went out of high school, went right into the workforce, worked at factories and started truck driving, and I've been doing that for 17 years. I don't own my own truck. I drive for somebody with all the regulations and rules now. I don't think I'd want to own my own truck. But just everything that's been happening over the last few years has been crushing me. The price of everything going up, crushing me. Groceries, crushing me. Gas, crushing me. Electric, crushing me. Where's my help? And I'm not even looking for a handout. I'm just looking for a way out. You know, a way to do it myself. You know, people like me who didn't go to college, didn't try to go to college, just wanted to work and earn a living and live life. And, you know, the majority of people that go to college, they come out with fairly decent jobs, usually the upper $100,000 or more, but they can't afford their college debt. They signed the papers. I didn't sign the paper for them. I don't even know anymore. I really don't. I'm doing everything I can just to make a living. But I do what I can just to get by. And I, I get no help. I'm not asking for it. I'm just asking for a way to help myself. I don't know. I, I'm just I'm just so damn angry. No, y'all have a good one. <laughs> it always ends the call so nice. You could hear the frustration there. Okay, so this month marks the first time in about three years that the federal student loan borrowers are going to be required to start making monthly payments. And of course, right on cue, the Biden administration came out and said, regardless of what the Supreme Court said, we're going to try and cancel those anyway. Yeah, it's um, it's just amazing to me the government that we have allowed to exist and i get that you know apathy is the kryptonite of you know of american politics and and by extension government but people's refusal to be involved and to hold people accountable at all levels is just 
amazing to me. There is no way it's done accidentally. There's no way it's not done by design. There's no way these people who are making decisions. And by the way, government sucks at all levels. It's easy for us to come in here and go, oh, Biden this, Biden that. that." Mm -hmm. Republicans play just as big a role in the inflation problem right now as the Democrats. They did just as many stupid things that that led to this. I mean, you look at a state level, your property taxes have never been higher. The gas tax has never been higher. The essential things necessary for living have never been worse. That's all Republicans, you know, in charge of that. Uh, lo- locally, I mean, the, these local governments are raising taxes left and right. And then they just look at you and they come up with the most ridiculous excuses like with what I'm dealing with now where Rob's lying about the tax increase. Okay, Rob's not lying about the tax increase. Yeah, because you're giving out 8% raises to town employees. That's an adjustment. Mm -hmm. It's the adjustment, Rob, that they didn't get during COVID. Yeah, but they got a job because they were government workers. Why most people lost their jobs. It's an adjustment, Rob. And that's just, you know. (laughs) You should go walk into Matt's office this afternoon and say, I need an adjustment. Well, but I mean, you bring that up and go, wait, wait a second. Like the private sector, the people like this guy or us who have to earn a living based on not just merely existing, mm-hmm. we we have to produce and we are beholden to the economy. You're treating the people who are the beneficiaries of the hardworking people who have to survive in the climate that you've created government, the crappy climate that you've created, you're treating those people infinitely better than you're treating the people who are paying their salaries. Mm-hmm. And they just look at you and go, <laughs> we have, I mean, we have really stupid people who run our societies at all levels and we are totally to blame for it. Um, so uh, yeah, I'm with that. I'm with that guy. hundred percent. You can feel his frustration. All right. We have another call. Somebody wanted to do a little venting about the announcement from the Biden administration that they're going to start resuming construction of the border wall. Of course, you remember uh, it was reported that they sold $3 million worth of equipment and, and got $2 million in exchange. So That'll be neat that they're going to have to buy that stuff back. I'm Three, sure. 300 million. 300 million. Yes. They'll, they'll have to buy that back at a, an even higher price, and that will affect your wallet once again. And so here's somebody calling about that. Joe Biden is drowning really bad for the upcoming election. The border wall. That's why he's building it. He's trying to ease and pacify all the moderates so that they will vote for him. So he can go up there on stage and stumble and bumble and say, I built border wall. I built border wall. <laughs> Do you remember when the uh, wall was called racist and anti-immigrant by the liberal media for six years when Trump wanted to do it? Oh, yeah. Where right. are they now? Yeah, it's right there with kids in cages and, mm-hmm. and everything else. Uh, our country's in a really bad spot right now, Casey, and it's not getting any better because we have a complete just a complete lack of leadership from people who have the ability, a lack of vision, a lack of leadership, a lack of, you know, intestinal fortitude to get bold things um, accomplished. And we are ultimately going to make the choice of whether we want to dig ourselves out of it. And right now it appears we do not have an interest in digging ourselves out of it. So get ready, Bal. Mm -hmm. You're going to end for a problem. All right. It is 1041. We've got Hammer who's going to join us next on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. 
Good morning, 1046. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Hammer joins us in the studio after a big, long weekend. So, Hammer, a lot of people have been discussing whether they think Bill Belichick is really a good coach or not. And let's see, without Tom Brady, turns out maybe not. Yeah, I'm not ready to say he's a bad coach, but... When you got bad players, mm-hmm. it is what it is. Like there was an old episode of Hard Knocks where I think this was like one of the first couple seasons. There was a guy that was a quarterback that was on the verge of making the team and getting cut. But the only time he would ever play is with the scrubs in training camp. Yep. And he told the coach, I can't turn chicken salad you know, from chicken blank. Yeah. <laughs> and I kind of feel like that's Belichick right now because this roster stinks. Uh, you went to the wrestling over the weekend. It was here. Pay-per-view event. Yeah. Uh, it was wild. Um, now, do you go because you like the wrestling or you go because your children like the wrestling? Man, it's a little bit of both. Like, it's just kind of fun, right? So, yes, everybody knows that it's not real, but... Do they? Do yeah. the people there know it's not real? <laughs> oh, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like if you go to watch an, a, a play or a movie a number of times, you know that it's not real life, but it's fun, and you're in the atmosphere, and but, you but, see the fireworks and the yelling and all the stuff. Okay, and, so get to that. We'll get to that in a second, because you and I vehemently disagree on, on wrestling now. But go ahead. I wanted you to tell your story. Well, wait a minute. Hold on. I, I'm getting ready to get a lecture from a guy whose fun time is hanging out at council meetings and trolling firefighters? Oh, well, you know, I'm sorry for government accountability. You people, people... Like you want to bitch about your taxes. Do you think that happens in a little tax vacuum, that there's a little tax seed that gets planted oh, yeah. in the back of your town hall? Where people think good time and have fun, let's go hang out with Rob Kendall. Yeah, well, Maybe he'll take me to a council meeting and turn on some music that'll make me want to kill myself. Uh, Nathan Hale famously said, my only regret is I have but one life to give for my country, so sorry I'm doing the things that you don't want to do, so lazy people like you can just come on here and bitch about it when I'm actually accomplishing things. I think oh, I'm sorry. Real- I, oh, no, no, you don't get to talk right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought this was America. You don't get to tell me what I can and can't do with my money, which I make substantially more than you do, and I've got more of it to dispose. So if I want to take my family out somewhere, you don't get to sit there with that smug look and fake hair and give me a lecture. <laughs> All right. So let's, sorry, Casey. I didn't mean to. I was just going to say, I think the only difference here is, Rob, do you think the wrestling's real? No, my point is, <laughs> and this is my beef with the wrestling now, and longtime wrestling historians, people who made wrestling great, were the height of wrestling's popularity. There have never been fewer people watching professional wrestling than there are today. That is a statistical fact. You can look it up at ratings, etc. It is because they have what it used to be, a wink and a nod. The people who knew, knew. But there's part of it that you go, like when David Schultz hit, uh, hit John Stossel, you go, oh my gosh, that guy's a little off. Yeah, I know this has kind of worked. But that scene, that guy, he literally hit that guy. He is crazy. Macho Man Randy Savage. Hey, I know this is kind of a work and this is predetermined, but this guy's nuts. Anything could happen. These guys are like little children out there playing. Now, they make a mockery of it and they go, ha, look at how fake it all is. But again, how is that any different than going to a concert for your entertainment money? Mm-hmm. Bruce Springsteen isn't what he was from like 1983 or 84, but you still paid big money to go see him. You paid the money for the meet and greet. How is it any different? You found that entertaining, and I found being with a bunch of rowdy people yelling, hit him with a chair entertaining. But don't you look, and again, we just disagree on this, and this is, you clearly don't care that they've made a mockery of something that people once used to really- Bruce Springsteen hates you and everything you stand for. That's not what he told me. And you keep giving him your money. It's not what he told me.
Uh-huh. I had a face to face. I was as close as we are right now. There's a maybe I'll post that picture later today. Yeah, Even maybe you should. But Rob, you know, like Tom Cruise is not really Ethan Hunt, but many people go see the Mission Impossible movies anyway. Right, but there, but Tom Cruise is not making a mockery of Mission Impossible. He's not doing. He doesn't go out there and. Who do are some, you to decide what's being a mockery made out of? Like, you, oh, I'm sorry, Vince McMahon over here. How many professional wrestlers have you hired and interviewed in your day? It's like a good. It's like a good time fun gang when they're out there. Like the stuff they do. And they look like when when we were kids, they looked like grown ass men out there. I was looking at some of those guys and take bald Cena out of the equation uh, <laughs> again. Look- pump the brakes on who you call of all people in this room. Who I took you care of the situation. <laughs> I took care of the situation. I'm also not out in front of ten thousand people running around in my underwear, acting like I'm twenty years old again. You what have you got his paycheck? <laughs> right. Um, so you had a good time, though. Yeah, like again, the fun part was like the crowd because everybody's just everybody's in on the joke, yeah, right, and that's what it and is. And you just hit the nail on the head. Mm-hmm. Is it was not a joke to many people, and now it is a joke. So the, did you, you think it was real when you were younger? Were no, you that much of a dumbass? No, but there was a time where it was where people earned it was their never m- real. <laughs> it, but the Iron Sheik really did not wish death to America. But there is a there is a difference between people who earn their living and look Vince McMahon when they took it national and they turned them into cartoon characters they 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 destroyed a lot of that Hillbilly Jim was actually not born in like the mountains it, and wears overalls the meetings exactly but again people <laughs> like me we love history we appreciate history and there was a time where pro wrestling part of it and how people earn their money and earn their living was the idea you know something's a little off here and you don't quite know what it is but you go in there believing hey this guy could do what whatever to that guy and they've totally made a mockery of it. You're fine with it. You go, you want to enjoy it. And that's great. Right. I, I, and I that's hate the exact that. same thing. Bruce Springsteen does on tour when no, he goes not. on the road. He's literally playing the same songs and giving the same effort he was giving in 1975. He started your argument was the wrestlers don't look the way they did back in the day. Well, Springsteen doesn't sound the way he did back in the day and he doesn't move around as well as he did from back in the day. And am I going to this concert? Did Casey, how have we talked no. about on this show? No, you're not going. I am boycotting this because because yeah. it is not the same That's anymore. only because you're poor. If you had the money, I know you would. Did you really think Rowdy Roddy Piper was a piper? <laughs> right. It rubbed Kendall's mind because he's not part of the Gordon Pipers making their no, way into the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Okay, let, it's let, all for crap. Let, let's use Roddy Piper then as an example. At mm-hmm. the first Starcade, which I think was 1983, Roddy Piper was in a dog collar match with a guy named Greg the Hammer Valentine. Yes. Those guys beat the hell out of each other, literally. Now, is the outcome predetermined who's going to win? Mm-hmm. Yes. Those guys beat the hell out of each other, too. I think one of them lost part of their ear in that match. Nobody was losing part of any extremities at Fastlane the other no, night. No, but losing limbs is extremely rare, and you know that. I did see people jumping off of ladders and landing on the tables. Now, is it a cheap table? For sure. But still, that's jumping up on a ladder. Tony Katz won't even get on a ladder, <laughs> let alone jump off of one that's pretty high up. Speaking of people uncoordinated, how about poor Joe Hogshead? Of all the things to have a trash-taking-out act. Wow. You know, I'm sure that that was exactly what it was. Those darn Mm flip-flops. Because who hasn't worn flip-flops before and fallen over and completely just busted your lip? Took them out for a week. (laughs) Right. No other scratches, just the lip. Wow. That's that's 
quite a coinky dink, isn't it? <laughs> I'm just wondering if a big wind came up and it gusted it and the lid hit him in the face. You know, and the thing is, is like the indie GOP all of a sudden now yes. is like, wait a minute, this is a problem that Joe Hawk said is not being available. Hey, welcome to the party, Bal. You know, we... Myself and Rob specifically have been the ones talking about this from the moment the riots happened. That Monday, when we came back on the air, most people had a day off because, you know, whatever the reason. But we were here and we said, hey, this is a problem. The mayor only showed up in person for a presser to blame the police. Where was he? And Shreve just let him go again last night. The guy disappeared for almost a whole week and you've got him on stage. Nowhere to run, nowhere to hide. Every single question posed to you could be put back on Joe Hogsett. Where were you the past week? Where were you during the riots? And he just lets him skate. And any other city, even where it's Democrat, Chicago, LA, Philadelphia, the media would still be like, hey, where the hell was the mayor and would go after him? But everybody here, all the news directors and all these little butt sniffers that want to do their weekend news programs, they're so thirsty for access, you can't possibly upset this guy that may or may not have been half in the tank. I'm so glad you had a great time at Cirque du Soleil this weekend. I'm (laughs) glad you enjoyed yourself. Thank you very much. I had a good time because I've got the money to spend. (laughs) I'm number one nationally. What's coming up? Uh, So obviously the war in Israel is a hot topic and Indy BLM they picked a side in the battle we'll talk about that this afternoon thank you Hammer you're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC